Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is December 11th, 2016. My name's Eric Peterson. Joining me live on Facebook today, Mr. Dantis Lucius Callum. Uh, hello, it's nice to hear from you, mm. Eric Eolus. Quite. We've also got Iggy Tom. <laughs> Technology is amazing these days. Yes. You know what? It, like, it baffles me, Tom. Just listen to that music. Oh, loved it. Back we've done. Day, we didn't even have Teflons. We we've done a hundred and twenty shows before we figured out how to make it so you guys could hear the intro music. Awesome. Hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty episodes. It's pretty. It's just, yeah, you just, just kind of many. launch into it. <laughs> I remember at the early days when you would play it, and there was a brief period of silence. <laughs> we would have to wait. Well, I'd like to let them could... soak in that music. It's a good, it's good music. It is. I, you... I dance every I, time. Yeah, we I paid precisely zero dollars for it. Shh! Don't say that. Shh! I mean, by zero, of course. I mean, pretty penny. I have good, <laughs> I have good news. The live feed is working. Mm, quite. We are Mr. on our Mr. Facebook and hear us. group page which required a little bit of technical trickery to get to work but i got it he just banged his head against the keyboard until it worked <laughs> i mean shit happens sometimes it wasn't my head though it was other bits and bobs feet mostly bobs not really bits you are the licorice or torpedo nipples my licorice nipples <laughs> licorice like licorice, licorice torpedoes <laughs> <laughs> what is a licorice torpedo like a big, like a big kind of cylinder-shaped licorice sweet. They're called licorice torpedoes, like something you'd shoot out of a submarine to sink yeah, a man, Nazi look, warship. Look like, tor- look like torpedoes, but, but they some, like torpedoes. some people have nipples like licorice. That, you're one of them. Oh, oh, oh! Like good and plenties. Good and plenty. I have no idea what that is. You've never had a good and plenty. They, they, they are hard candy licorice. Or anise, or anus. Anus. Yeah, anus. <laughs> anus. Anus. You mean anus seed? Yeah. Is that different from the candy? You can't where... call it anus. That sounds like something else. <laughs> you mean anus, like anus candy? <laughs> here, look. Here, look at these. No, just go to go to Goggle and type in "good and plenty candy." They're Is the it best the same candy that you eat, and then you, you can eat it out of your mouth later because <laughs> it stays in there oh yeah i mean these just pull fillings out not as bad as like that... juji fruits or something they look like drugs they're licorice torpedoes they're good and you have plenty of them it's right in the name but more importantly do your nipples look like them i'd be concerned if they did i mean my nipples are candied <laughs> but they don't look like licorice Ooh. I mean, they're mostly red all the time from just constant tweaking. I didn't need that on a Sunday. You're the one who brought up licorice torpedo nipples. I thought it would be an interesting conversation. And is it not? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) How is everybody? It's been... Good, man. How are you? I'm better. It's been two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I've got marginally more intelligent, and I need it to seep out of my ears. It's just building up, just like this pressure. 
in the front right lobe of the head. The minute you logged in, it just went. It's just it's dribbling out of every orifice. Yeah, and it's just like a sticky, tart substance. It's not even sweet. <laughs> That's brain modifying. Yeah. Mm. No, I had a uh, had a little bit of a episode last week that put me down and out, so we had to skip the show. Diarrhea again? Well, that was part of it, followed very closely by being 40 miles from home and having another Vertigo episode. That you should stop doing that. I, I thought about it. I'm like, eh, nah. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Do but you that- realize you're not on a mountain? No. You, you need to realize this. Why? Because you have you should only have vertigo when you're at the top of a mountain. Well, no, that's not how it works. You vertigo is something that old idiots. people get. I know, so you're old. No, I'm just practicing for when I get old. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing well. That way when I get there, I'm like, I got this. And you guys are going to get there and, and, uh, and be like, Jesus, how do you handle all this shit? I'm like, dude, I've got it down. Did this in my thirties. <laughs> Derek Shevel just said drunk and vertigo aren't the same thing. <laughs> I was not drunk on a walkthrough. No, I was in the middle of a meeting, uh, designing <laughs> some sound systems, and I just ha- I had to sit down. I thought I was going to lose it. The whole room just kind of dropped out, and I made the very unintelligent decision to drive home. Then, God, that's. Bad. But I got home, laid in bed. Slept for almost 30 straight hours. And what kind of state is the car in now? <laughs> is anybody dead? It's not on the drive. Not the... Not yeah, no, no. No, everything looks fine. <laughs> you, you, have to drive. Idiot. you shouldn't have done that, man. Oh, no, but the alternative was not get home and then just collapse into yeah, a terrible state really far from home. Okay. Dude, it was awful. I was continually dizzy until like Wednesday. It took was about it worse a week. Than the first time or what? Oh, well, the first time they took me to the emergency room and just loaded me up on anti-nausea medication. Mm-hmm. But this time I took some of that medication that they gave me and just immediately threw it all up again. So I couldn't keep anything down. So I just kind of had Is to ride her out. The medication expired? No. Oh. I wonder why you just kept... I wonder why, why you're getting you it. It's really so strange. Too many brains. Not a big enough head. Mm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe too little. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> this thing's floating around up here. <laughs> I reckon it's just a goldfish doing the controls of the head of yours. <laughs> it's just the dog from the end of Silent Hill 2. <laughs> yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> oh, it's you. Just don't crank it open. But that's that's me. How are mm. how are you guys? Yeah, I haven't had any massive medical incidents, I don't think, so not, not bad. Oh, that's good. Pretty good pretty damn bed. good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no bad. No bad. I feel like it's been a while since Tom's been here. It has. Yeah. Who are you I'm again? So involved. I was so involved with all my IKEA stuff. <laughs> Gotta get that sponsorship money. Did you get that half well. of a bed out of your living room yet? Yeah, it's finally gone. <laughs> okay, so context. Here's what here's what we need to discuss because 
yet again, we have uncovered a cultural difference that has fundamentally changed how I view you guys. Oh, I mean, I always knew you were backwards. Always. You, you, don't, you don't know what an eggplant is. You can't properly eat a biscuit. Sure. Uh, you say everything wrong. And now, apparently, you wash your clothes in the kitchen. <laughs> I just do mine in the toilet, actually. <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, you stuff them in there and then kitchen. plunge them around with the plunger. With my little bonnet on, just scrubbing away with a little, with an old, and then with a, a mangle afterwards. <laughs> your britches are clean, <laughs> Crystal. Come get your knickers. <laughs> Freshly cleaned with the bog water. But no, you guys have clo- you have washing machines in your kitchens. Yeah, that's where they belong. No, it is not. How? Do, how? How? Why? How? It connects to the water mains in the kitchen and then sits under a, under a worktop. What if you accidentally, or just maybe not even drunk or just in a hurry, throw all your dishes in there instead of the <laughs> dishwasher, which is next to it, and you turn it on, you leave for the day, and you come home, and you want to make it, and you just open it up, and there's just a shitload of busted dishes in there because they were right next to each other because the washer is not where it belongs. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's never been done. Maybe I'm just one of the lucky ones, but I've never thrown my dishes into the washing machine drum. But you could is see... That not, is that not how you clean them? <laughs> yeah, you throw them in there, you let them break up, and then you empty it into the trash and you go buy new ones. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, that's, so how the Greek, that's how the Greeks do it. Where is it in your house? In the laundry room. room. Oh, hmm. well. Yes, but our houses are not mansion-like. Neither is mine. Tom's been Tom. to my abode. And are, built, are not built of wood. We use actual building materials. You can find the washing machine on the west wing. Mm, kind. You have to go through three doors and four butlers to get to it. <laughs> Jeeves, instruct Jeeves that Jeeves has to go and put the washing machine on. You have a hierarchy of butlers. <laughs> They're all named Jeeves. <laughs> But they all know who each other are. <laughs> Imagine the process of getting one to pass your toilet roll when you run out. <laughs> mm, Jeeves, yes. Tell Jeeves that I need a toilet roll from the other Jeeves. <laughs> mm, quite, huh? <laughs> but no, at that point, you wouldn't need a toilet roll. You'd have the bidet. Ah. Oh the day what a great invention i'm still tempted to get that 300 dollars one from costco i think you should get that stool that you put your legs up on okay so there's a commercial on the radio down here for the squatty potty which we were talking about the whole commercial is all about give the gift of better elimination for christmas squatty potty raises the legs and relaxes the colon for easier elimination Easier eliminated. Who calls it eliminated? I don't. Could you imagine? What are these marketing people thinking? Dar- darling, hang on. I'm going to go eliminate myself before we go out. Honey, what do you want for Christmas? Hmm, good question. Perhaps. Hmm, I know. I would like better elimination for Christmas. <laughs> oh, I have just the gift. Here you go. Here's your One shit stool. Victoria. I would really like something that makes me shit better, please, for Christmas. 
One second, Victoria. I must deposit something. <laughs> well, when you go to... When I you imagine go... You just, I imagine you stand up after you're done and you go, Eliminate it. <laughs> Finish him. Flush. <laughs> Unflushable. <laughs> That's when it clogs up. It just starts spilling over. <laughs> Did we just make a, a Mortal Kombat toilet reference? We have a new realm of insanity. Just when we, I thought we couldn't get any dumber, we always can. But no, that commercial is very close to that homeowner's one that I was telling you about before, Dan. What was that one? This guy just comes on. He goes, "Homeowners," and he. It oh, sounds yeah. like he says "homo nerds," <laughs> but it's homeowners. Is that not just what you want to hear? It's oh, just like, orders. pops right into it. Gets my attention every time. Hey, you know the advert, don't you? Yeah. And it's followed right up by the Squatty Potty. <laughs> squatty Potty. I'm tempted to buy one at Bed Bath & Beyond, 20% off. <laughs> and see if it really relaxes my colon. I know me a good shit and discount. My colon's quite stressed after a long day of work. Gotta relax it. <laughs> Sit on that there squatty potty and take a shit. <laughs> Ugh. Why? Just why do you have these radio ads? Why do you guys have a washing machine in the kitchen? I just don't know where else you'd have it. I mean... Don't you have like it a... Is very, it is very common. Yeah, but do you understand the absurdity of that? No. No. So kitchen, even if I were to go... Is, the kitchen is a room for getting things done, so why spread them out? Just have them in one place. Why not get everything you need? another room to do all that stuff? Because rooms cost money. Nah. And England is poor. Yeah. <laughs> poor. So if you went to the most expensive house in all of England, they would oh, yeah, have the washing machine in the kitchen. The ch no. Chances are they might they might do, but like... and from the looks of it, could you even fit a two like two shirts and a pair of jeans in there? Looks like you could do one sock at a time. Yeah, but we aren't big fat bastards like you. Well, I mean, our clothes are quite large. <laughs> four four XL or whatever. Yeah. Um, no, like my uh, my mum doesn't have the washing machine in the kitchen, but her house is bigger. So, do you guys She's even have own. dryers? She's got a utility room. Mine's um, a washer dryer. It does both. We do have Wait, dryers aren't. It's very a good, it's a all in one thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it drains the water out and then just continually tumbles and goes right into dryer mode. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. You're right. It is. Because <laughs> now I just waste money on two appliances, and then I have to go in and take them from one, put them in the other. Yeah, that, see, there's no point of that, really, is there? But don't you find that dryers ruin your clothes? That's I don't. Why I hang them out. I only put certain things in the dryer. If it goes oh, over okay. my torso, it doesn't go in the dryer. Okay. Or like a nice uh, fitted shirt or something. Yeah, and then I just don't wash my underwear, so that's a moot point. That's fair enough. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can turn them back to front and inside out and get about three weeks out of them, can't you? So. Oh yeah. And then by that Same point, way. I've saved up enough to buy another pair. <laughs> Apparently, the Samsung ones are catching fire. <laughs> Excellent. 
slight issue. So I'm, I'm wanting to buy a Samsung TV next. Oh, Should yeah. I be concerned? <laughs> no, you should go for it. It just detonates, sends shrapnel across the living room. <laughs> Dan, you went super robotic there. Classic. Classic I mean, Dan. He is next level robot. Like that is. Bit. Whew. <laughs> Are you thinking of getting... Uh... <laughs> it will eliminate you. Super robotic. Finish him. Finish him. What are you... Like, what's happening? He's talking through uh, a robotic filter. It's because he's in the kitchen. Oh, that's Probably. right. Maybe I'm just chilling next to my washer dryer. <laughs> are you sat on the washing machine? So you oh, it's vibrating. vibrating. I get it. I Oh yeah! <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Oh my god! I mean, this rivals living at home. Dan Curtis internet robot mode. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Weird. It's not like you're talking through an anus. Tom, how would that even sound? Oh no! Just like a fart. It does sound like a fart. It's still bad. Yes, it's very bad. I don't know what's wrong with. Are you plugged in? Oh, you're on Wi-Fi. Awesome. Good choice. (laughs) The finest. I don't want want to. Like just. Bits and pieces of what you're saying are making it through. God. Half a word here. A noise there. Uh, sure, you can quit out and come back. So for anybody watching us on Facebook Live, this is Behind the Scenes with Dan's <laughs> Internet. Brought to you by being a cheap bastard. <laughs> good lord I thought you paid for the high speed and this is the result fantastic oh dude I predict that this whole thing just gets destroyed with him bopping out and coming back in oh dear me uh it's uh, we'll see this this show must go on it must there are people watching waiting yeah there are people asking important questions like Like, do uh, you get dryer lint in your food (laughs) yeah which uh mine doesn't combine as a dryer so i can't i can't comment on the uh so you have to hang all your stuff up yeah you have like one of those clotheslines that hangs out off your balcony and you can air out all your dirty underwear for everyone to see (laughs) <laughs> I don't put it on the balcony it's just in the corner of the lounge but so, yeah it's one of those rail things that you hang up since Europe or London is generally always cold does it take your clothes forever to dry no our flat's pretty warm it takes like half a day maybe Ugh. am I working now yeah hooray 
I guarantee whatever you just did is going to destroy the recording. Probably. <laughs> Yay, Dad. You told me to quit. I didn't tell you to do anything. Yeah, you did. I'm glad you quit. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. I thought Crystal was downloading something or something, but she's not. Did you go in and give her a what for? I did. I got told off. <laughs> Downloading a couple of images. <laughs> On your dial-up. Can't, can't help but Tom. <laughs> I know. I feel like there was something else important that I had made a mental note of that I wanted to chat with you guys about. So it wasn't to do with the half bed in my lounge? No. I definitely wanted to have a conversation about the dryer or the washing machine in the kitchen because that's really dumb. Uh, we should probably address the fact that Jess is not here. Oh, yeah, um, where is she? She is not here. Yes, where is she? Not here. <laughs> But where is she? In Canada. Well, anywhere but here. Did you make her back safely from America? Uh, I believe so. Maybe she just liked it so much that she stayed. Maybe. Then who would feed all of her cats? They're all strays, so they just eat outside anyway. <laughs> so they just come inside for taken, warmth. All taken over a house while she's gone. <laughs> the cat palace game did you guys cover last time uh sonic T 2 oh sonic 2 and a long overdue apology and we created the world's best comic book strip oh it's so good <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jack I... buns and the caramel crayon defeat dr smooth area i remember the the yeah. light reflecting off the smooth area yeah yeah deadly crotch ray <laughs> You know, taking a two-week break, though, has given us the opportunity to enjoy something that we've all been waiting for for quite some time. To finally be with a lady. <laughs> <laughs> to spend some time with our loved ones. <laughs> a lady. <laughs> she was so pretty. I felt the warm embrace of a female. I thought you were going for something else there for a second. Like what? What? Yes. Like what? Like the warm embrace of a virgin. <laughs> a virgin? Yes. A virgina. No. 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 Guys, it's important to note that we are here 10 years after we became excited for this game. And it's now here. Well, technically, not Crazy. the same game. Technically, no, but but because, because we like big numbers, ten years. Mm, a so long, that's long time. insane! I never thought it would happen. I remember being excited about this game when you and I first met five years ago. I know, right? It's mental. <laughs> <laughs> a decade of just sitting there waiting. Suffering through Final Fantasy thirteen. <laughs> yeah. I, I just spoiled what it is. We haven't even said the name. Now everybody knows. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's, the last, no, it's I, the last Guardian. I wasn't talking about Pokemon. Oh, God. Yeah, it's been an incredible end of the year for games that we thought were just gone. 
Yeah, if only Half-Life 3 came out and then it would complete the Holy Trinity. And then StarCraft Ghost. Yeah, that would salvage part of 2016. Oh, yeah. What a year. (laughs) Yay. I was genuinely afraid that based on how this whole year had been going up till this point, Final Fantasy 15 was going to come out to just a resounding turd. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually afraid. I didn't think it would be. There was so much riding on this game. I wanted it to do well so mm. much. Like Not just because I'm a Final Fantasy fan, but because it's been so long in development. And then Duke Nukem Forever is an example of a glorious turd of a video game where you can literally draw with a turd on a whiteboard. Best so... part of the game. <laughs> and it happens in the first 30 seconds. Yeah, it's, it's mental. And it's finally out, and I've been playing it to death since it came out. Yeah, you've yeah, been hitting it hard. It, it's what? I was just saying you were hitting it hard, Dan. I was hitting it hard. I really have. I've done 30 plus oh, hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know oh, the game. Part. The game. Not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking about the other thing. 30 plus hours. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, aren't you sore? A little bit, but you get past the pain barrier if you keep going. <laughs> just keep going. Look at the Lord. stallion that man is. <laughs> just ignore the blood. This is a lovely, lovely flat with two bedrooms. Ignore the rooms. It looks like it's been attacked by a ghost. <laughs> and the man in there. Hey, guys. Hey. <laughs> Want to rent the place? <laughs> this is the beaten room. <laughs> There's nothing left. <laughs> oh, gross. I'm taking you guys down a dark path again. It's not hard. It's nearly bad as the time you peel back your foreskin, Tom. Oh, do you remember that? It's like every conversation we're on, it's just this really narrow path that any misstep is just a colossal drop into a dark area. Exactly. You've got to be so careful how you word something. Oh, if yeah. you want to keep it doesn't it take point. much. <laughs> yes. But no, Final Fantasy XV is finally here. I opened the box and actually couldn't believe that it was real. Yeah. I got mine two days late. I couldn't have waited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have gone down to the store and bought it. I've been like, screw it, I'll send the one back in, in the mail. I actually cancelled my pre-order because they hadn't shipped it out in time, and I was like, yeah. I'm not waiting an extra day. So I just I went and bought it instead. I cancelled mine as well, but then I, di- I didn't have much free time on Monday and che- uh, Tuesday and Wednesday anyway, so Conven- I was... It's been a convenient day to be ill, Tom. That's very true. <laughs> well, that's when I got sick was the day after it came out. So I got two hours of playtime in, in like six days. Well, okay, yeah. Because I got sick on Wednesday and I wasn't actually capable of sitting down and playing a game until Saturday evening. And then I only played like half an hour and I really didn't start hitting it hard until Sunday, Monday of last week. I yeah. actually had um, I had that Friday off. And I was meant to go Christmas shopping, and I didn't go. <laughs> Just played Final Fantasy fifteen all day. You're like, oh shit, I'm so hungry, but I must keep playing. <laughs> it is honestly, Tom. It's so far, it's been one of those games I find difficult to put down. Yeah, I've got a bit of that as well, which is nice. Well, it's well welcomed at the moment. I agree to an extent. I can't stop playing it, but it's not for the reasons that I would normally continue to play a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, for me, it would be like the story that kept egging me on, but it, it's something else. I think it's the world and the combat that keep me going. 
I love this. The world is superb. The mm. story in this is about the least engaging thing of the entire game. It's such a shame. Because it's so janky and disjointed and incohesive. It just doesn't make sense. Things happen. You're like, well, who's this person? Where'd they come from? Why are they doing this? And then they disappear and you never see them again. I'm yeah. so glad you made me watch Kingsglaive, Eric, because I wouldn't have had a clue. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kingsglaive is one of those absolute must-watch movies before you play this if you want to have any semblance of an idea of what's going on. See, I, I've not seen Kingsglaive, so I'm... I'm full disclosure. I'm only ten hours into the game, like chapter three, and um, yeah, I still don't really know much about the four guys. I, I'm not, and everything that happens, like little plot points, I, I can see, I can visualize what's happening, and I can see what's happening, but I don't really, I can't link them together. I can't connect the pieces very well. Well, even having watched Kingsglaive it's really hard to connect the pieces because Kingsglaive tells the story leading up to when these guys go on their road trip. Yeah. It's not actually about them. It's about what's happening behind the scenes, which Uh, is kind of the backdrop of the story itself. Yeah. It gives you that background of why the empire is in the state that it's in. um, Why insomnia fell. You get more of an insight as to who Arden is. I'm not sure if you've met him yet. Okay, no. Um, Arden's awesome. In the movie, he's incredible. In this, in the game, he's just kind of meh. He gets better. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I won't cool. say anything, but he, he gets better. He's actually a very good character. No, I enjoy him. I think he's great. It's just the the story in this this game is very lackluster. Well, um, you see, this week they've announced they're going to be patching in story content. Yeah, that's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I'm, I know, but at the same time, I think what's happened is they've had to hit a deadline where this game was finished. Yeah. And they haven't had time to polish the story up to the standard. Apparently, like, the Kingsglaive movie was only a recent phenomenon that they did. You know, like, they're going to yeah. do it in the last couple of years. So they haven't had a lot of time to get the story done. Because mm-hmm. with all the transitions from directors and stuff like that, it's all changed from how it was. Like, Luna Freya wasn't called Luna Freya originally, she was called Stella. Uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, so, it, it makes you wonder how much of when this was Final Fantasy versus thirteen they tried to salvage. I feel like the well, the end is kind of salvaged from versus thirteen from old footage. It's kind of similar. I I feel like at some point during the last however many years, they built this incredibly awesome and huge world. And then they've made these four guys and then they've made some other characters and then they've tried to connect them together in the last few years with a story. Mm. It feels kind of disconnected from each other. It, it is a game of two halves though, Tom, because you have the open world is for the first half of the game and then it does okay. go very linear and more oh. story focused. And I end. just hit the very linear part, which I was kind of glad to because I was getting burned out on the open world stuff. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that happened because... Yeah, I I think that's quite a nice uh, transition into the more linear stuff because I'm getting a bit tired of constantly driving everywhere and <laughs> all these side quests and stuff. I'd quite like Wait a bit more. Until you get the flying car, my friend. So here's my Spoilers. thought on the world. The world definitely feels big, but in the grand scope of other Final Fantasies, you have planets that you can fly around to different continents, mm. and then you see the different cities, and you're this big 
uh, avatar walking around on the continent. And you're kind of left to your own imagination to imagine what these continents look like on a more granular level. What yeah. I like about this is that it's taken that imagination and created it for you. So I don't, you're not necessarily going around massive continents. Uh, granted, the linear part takes you to a, a different continent, but you're not exploring it like you were um, on the original continent. And it's just taking you this really deep dive. You're exploring caves and mountains and rivers running through forests. And whereas in old Final Fantasies, it was just overworld like, all right, I'm going to trudge through a forest and boom, here's a battle. And now the backdrop is in a forest. So it kind of takes mm. you a little deeper in and that's what really hooked me on it yeah that's the same with me i've been consistently yeah. like wowed by different areas of the world like just yeah. finding different things like even the the monsters wandering around when they're going in packs and stuff and they've developed like a, an entire ecosystem for different monsters and things like that and it's just yeah. it's incredibly it's incredibly clever how do you guys feel that the the i feel like as an rpg it's a bit more westernized like it feels a little bit like witcher sometimes rather than the traditional JRPG style? I think to an extent in terms of the open world and the side quest, but combat-wise, no. Combat-wise, it's straight JRPG. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. minus the menu-based stuff. I mean, I think this the combat is one of the things people are most concerned about with this game, but I, honestly, it's one of my all-time favorite Final Fantasy battle systems. I we had, love it. We had somebody who was... I can't remember who it was, and I, I don't want to dig through all the comments, but somebody made a comment concerning the single button to attack method which mm -hmm. i can see where that might be a concern if you don't delve deeper into the combat system it's it's very deep very strategy based you can just go in and mash circle if you want but you're gonna get your ass kicked you will oh, big style, particularly if you go against something which is a similar level to you you will die Sure. oh yeah it's all yeah. about using the warp strikes and then the warp points and mm -hmm. um the the techniques between you and your other partners and blindside attacks and midair steps link linking up and stuff yeah I, I like uh there seems to be a lot of depth in the mechanics but i i wish that the depth was in the story more so which is me. really disappointing because if you look at all the other final fantasy games i think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find one that's as lacking in story yeah exactly it is but I'm, inter of... I'm interested to see if the i don't i think i guess it's bad that they have to improve it through a patch but i will accept it and well, what's going to be annoying though is how are you someone who's already dumped 50 hours into the game going to experience that if it's patched into a chapter you're already past new game plus my friend which they're also considering oh, so you'll have to play through it again yeah well it might be fun if they put new stuff in. They're thinking okay. about they're thinking about maybe making another characters playable. Maybe even letting Noctis uh -huh. be customizable and mm. doing different things like that. So, yeah. I think what's really hooked me on this is the camaraderie between the four characters. I'm only twenty one yeah. hours into it, and even at five hours, I was hooked on their friendship. They're it's believable because everybody's different enough but they're not so far apart that it's unbelievable like that dude wouldn't be hanging out with him and he wouldn't be hanging out with him and it's a believable group of friends well, the, the director's yeah. always said from the start that's meant to be like a road movie kind of thing with a bunch of friends going on a quest kind of that's why and the they car do a great job of that I, I i agree the character interaction is the strongest part i think that also ties into how cleverly they're animated i've never seen 
such believable characters in a game. Like apart from maybe Uncharted or something like that, but the way they interact with each other, the link strikes, even when they're sitting in the car when Gladio gets out a book and starts reading, or Noctis yeah. will get up and sit on the hood of the car and things like that. It's just really cool. And I love the um the photos that Prompto takes. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good touch. And when you're scrolling through and they're commenting on them and stuff, I, I think that's really cool. The reason that I don't fast travel most places is because random conversations will happen as you're driving like important story dump will happen. If you've just done a story based mission and you have to travel somebody or somewhere fast traveling is a terrible idea. Cause on the drive, they unload all of this information and the guys talking to each other about their thoughts and, and backstory as to what they know has happened and what they predict is going to be happening. There's yeah. actually a lot of exposition through um, radios as well. If you listen to the radios, Oh, Kind of gives oh, yeah. you a backdrop on what's happened around the world, but that's not obvious at any point, really. Um, you can also, in the Ascension menu, gain AP for driving around as well. So yeah, that's worth. one of the best skills. If you're just starting, uh, fill out the Ascension slot where you get AP for doing anything. Yeah. What do you guys actually think about the driving? I think I think it's cool, but... It's also one of my least favorite things about it because it's in, very on until, rails. Until you get the supercharger for your regalia, it's too slow. It's still slow oh, with the supercharger. God. It only goes 60 miles an hour. I don't even yeah. have a supercharger and it's just, I'm sometimes sat watching them drive for ages. I, I think what anything. I like about it though is that it gives you the ability to just enjoy the view of the world, listen to the guys talk, uh, but then you can flip into the menu, you can go into a shop while they're driving and you can be gaining an ap while they're driving but also doing your shopping true did you guys struggle to begin with to obtain gill gill like is I've... very sparse in this whole game yeah the idea is you sell your loot for gill like oh like your um like the treasure, the stuff treasure that items they're in i think they're on the second off last tab and then you can sell them and some of them Which go is... for several thousand apiece which okay. can kind of come back to bite you because you need some of that stuff later in the game to craft, to craft better gear, and it's hard to come across. So mm. they don't really tell you what to sell and what to keep. That's no, why so I've, I've been trying to only sell it when I can, but Phoenix Downs being a thousand pound, thousand ah, yeah. guild at a time, you know, it's like so bad. That's why I'm the only way I'm making any money at the moment is doing um, hunts. Or... Yeah, that's one of the big money things. Yeah, or there's a guy in one of the cities I was just in who uh, asks you to take photographs for him, and he pays you for the for the photographs. Oh yeah, the guy who looks like Hurley from Lost. <laughs> yes, <laughs> big fat yeah. guy. And uh, yeah. this is the cost of the lady who help makes you catch frogs. Eric, you liked her? Oh, Jesus, oh, that mission was so dumb. I haven't done that one. I've I've got it in so my quest dumb. log. I've not even tried it. There's another one where you have to catch yellow frogs as well, which I have refused to do. I'm trying to, to go through <laughs> without using the strategy guide. Uh -huh. I had to break it out for that. And even still, looking at the guide, I couldn't find it. I just, I just, I found them relatively quickly. I was If you listen for the sound of the croaks, you can find where they are. Oh, oh trust oh. me, I was trying. And this one just, I walked around the same spot for 15 minutes and finally it just showed up. Oh, okay, <laughs> fair enough. But speaking of things sometimes not working, have you guys experienced any bugs, glitches, hiccups, or crashes? I got my chocobo stuck on a rock yesterday. Um, sometimes when staying at a motel or something, it might take 
it might freeze between getting the experience points and uh, moving on to the next section, but nothing crazy. And you have to close the game? Uh, you have to come out to the PSN and then and then go back in again. No, I've had, nothing See, I've like had no issues whatsoever, but Andrew Thorson was telling me that he is just experiencing constant crashes. Oh, really? Got a better player? Oh, yeah. I've had, I've had none. Not a not a drop. No. The load That's... times I could do without. Although, but... Yeah, the load like times are bad. Especially when, like um, take off. when you get the flying regalia, if you could, if like you have to land back on a road, and if you mistime it slightly, you crash and blow up. <laughs> <laughs> so then it's game over. So you have to go through the long load screen. Does that flying regalia make getting everywhere a lot faster? To an extent, but you've also got to calculate where the roads are, and you can't go in the top north north section of the map for some reason. That's unflyable. Might be too high. And there's um, I don't. Do you want me to tell you about a secret dungeon or not? No, uh, no. I want to wait till we've all experienced that because I've read from a ton of news sources that that's just one of the best things in the in. I, I wasn't going to talk about the dungeon itself. I was going to talk how you get there. Oh, I hear it's very complicated. Yes, you have to fly the regalia to the top kind of section of the map, and there's kind of a yellow line on the road on the on the volcano where you can land. <laughs> it's about it's honestly it's a it's the tiniest road in the world and I, was, I was trying to do it at night time and i just missed four times <laughs> and so i kept blowing up and going through the loading screen again i was like sod this so then what because you can't actually get in the secret dungeon until it's night time you see and there's no way to skip to night time so hmm. i had to land there at day time and wait for ages <laughs> In this area with really high-level monsters for the dungeon to open. Uh, this is wow. a pain in the ass. Does, does your... I guess you're also using a physical copy as well of yes. the game. Because my PS4 sounds like a jet engine. <laughs> Have you guys no, experienced no, mine's that? fine. Mine's fine. Yeah, I haven't uh, had any issues. You could fry eggs on mine. Good lord. He's <laughs> <laughs> a PS4 Pro. I'd be curious to see if the load times would increase or would decrease with a solid state drive. Yeah. Um, yeah, but no, no, nothing crazy. I haven't had anything that's had me have to restart the entire game and I haven't been I've stuck. A, I've had a very smooth experience with frame rates and stuff as well, considering how technical the game is. Even when I'm being attacked by a lot of enemies, it's still remarkably smooth. It's so much going on at sc- on screen as well. Yeah. I haven't had any major dips either. No. The camera, good lord. Bad. The camera can use not, some work. I haven't had any issues. Oh, I've only had bomb. issues in tight spaces. Tight spaces and when there's Oof. a bush. <laughs> oh, yeah. The camera can't navigate a bush. No. But other than that, I mean, I fought giant monsters and it kind of just phases them out so you can see and stuff. So, But once, okay, you, get u- so once you get used to it, I feel it's not as bad. I have a question. Um, if it, I don't think this really spoils anything, but I'm going to give it as a potential. Mm. I found it very jarring when suddenly they're like, okay, now we're just on this quest to capture all of these Archeons. It just came out of absolutely nowhere. Suddenly, okay, we have this huge list of like eight things we have to catch. So as they're as they're driving the boat, and 
I thought that it disappeared. They're driving the boat into Altissia, and Prompto goes, all right, what's next on the list? Leviathan? I'm like, wait a minute. Where'd this list come from? Were we just checking things off? Yeah, because you meant to be um, getting the royal tombs up until this point, weren't you? And then that kind of isn't mentioned anymore. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of takes a left turn. And things just randomly pop up. It seems like they had all these really cool ideas, but had no idea how to string them all together. Uh. Yeah, I feel like it's been kind of not finalized completely. I mean, you guys, chapter 13, I won't spoil anything, but it's one of the most long, boring slogs through a chapter in Final Fantasy I've ever played. Which is interesting because most of the chapters up to this point are less than an hour long if you do just the story. Yeah, it's it's just long for the sake of being long. Like they've just like again they're going to patch this apparently because it's too it's too much. I mean, Jeez. it takes away your combat abilities, it takes away your friends, and you just knocked us going down corridors for hours on end. For hours, hours. Seriously, it took me about three hours all told this dungeon. I mean, it's cool. It's cool from a storyline standpoint. You find out quite a bit about what's going on, but it's just, and it kind of goes into a survival horror game, and it's bizarre. Yeah, there's a stealth mission early on in the game that just doesn't quite fit. It feels like they've done. They're doing a lot of different ideas, as you say, and trying to gel them together, and not everything sticks. Mm. No, but everything independently is fantastic. I don't want to give off the impression that we don't like this game because I love it. Oh, oh yeah, I love the game. I'm, I'm, yeah. I finished, I finished the storyline, but I'm delving so much into the side quests. I've, I mean, I feel like I've still got ridiculous amount of things to do. Yeah, I think I, it's have, uh, I have a buddy who's playing through it very meticulously. He's not moving on to the next chapter until he's got everything done from that chapter, and he's oh, like thirty God. hours in and still chapter three. Yeah, that's pretty much me, apart from 10 hours. But he's got a strategy play. guide that he's looking at, and he's going around and collecting every item on the map. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. I feel um, like a lot of the items aren't worth picking up. No, not really. Uh, interestingly, this game doesn't have treasure chests. Oh, yeah. No. I, which I only noticed yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I like the wide variety of shops that they have. It's not just one shop per town. You have food vendors, then sometimes you have armor vendors. Yeah. Um, then you have the the restaurateurs where you can talk to them, and then they tell you all the camping spots, the procurement spots, treasure spots, parking spots. You know, they're kind of in the know, which is cool because they would be the people who are in the know. They see travelers coming through all day, every day, and it's just a neat touch. Yeah, definitely. The the world does feel alive. The food, the food consistently makes me hungry every single time. Yeah. Because it looks so damn good. <laughs> the world, back to what you said, Tom, the world feels alive, but it feels exceptionally modern. A lot of Final Fantasies yeah. have gone into a modern realm, like 13 went futuristic modern, but it still kind of had that Final Fantasy feel to it. Whereas this feels like you're in just a normal world. Granted, there's some old timey cars driving around. Yeah. yeah, but, but it doesn't then, feel that then different. It flips it on its head, and like you have big rocks arcing over the the skyline and stuff. And I I like that. It's they've always said the tagline to this Final Fantasy was a Final Fantasy based on reality. Yeah, well, it's kind of that steampunk vibe, isn't it? It's like sort of a sci-fi modern technology world with the aesthetics of uh, old industrial towns and market stalls and things like that. Well, the idea I mean, is um, Lucis, where oh no, um, what's it called? 
insomnia where the guys are from, which is a ridiculous name. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all not sleep. <laughs> and uh, that's where they're from. They're more futuristic than everywhere else, I think. Well, because apart they've from, had years of prosperity. And apart it, from Granier, which is the empire, which is attacking them. Niflheim. Yes. Niffle. Which, which is like was, Nibelheim from Final Fantasy VII, but no. <laughs> So, I was gonna say. so we were talking before about some references to old Final Fantasies in this game, and mm. I only caught it in very quick passing. The Chocobo tune's in there. The Chocobo tune is in there. I love when Prompto hums the victory theme. Yeah, that's a good tune. Oh, yeah. um, but Aranea Highwind... Obviously, a, a throwback to Sid Highwind. But there's a mission where you're walking into a tomb with her, and there are some guards outside. And as you're walking down, she mentions that their names are Biggs and Wedge. Uh, yeah, Biggs and Wedge are always in Final Fantasy. I know, but I didn't think that we were going to see anything in this, and it just was a passing comment. Nice. They're quite funny, them too. They show up a bit later on as well. Oh, good. Okay. I was afraid not, it was just not, a one-off thing. Not much, but... The Moogles are in there as well, sort of. I won't. I haven't that. seen a Moogle yet. You will. No. I'll, I'll, I'll let that come for you. So you're I put not out too, a question not too far away. I don't think so. I put out a question on Facebook uh, last week in regard to listening to the old Final Fantasy tunes while you're driving. So the Regalia has a radio. You can stop at shops. You can buy different soundtracks from older Final Fantasy games, and then mm. play those. While you're driving, you can get a portable music player and play them while you're walking around in the world. And my question was, do you think that by playing those, you're potentially running the risk of reassociating that music with this game and ruining your memories of the game that they're originally tied to? Nope, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love it. I think it's, it's such a nice touch. And yeah. you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. No, I know. And it's it's just, I have mine on shuffle. I've got most of the soundtracks now, and it just goes through different songs from Final Fantasy. It makes me really nostalgic for them. Yeah. But it's kind of it's kind of cool to see how far it's come. Like, you're driving around this amazingly detailed world while listening to, say, One Winged Angel from Final Fantasy VII, and it's just cool ass. I think it would take a lot. It would take a lot of listening for me to end up reassociating those favorite tunes to uh i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of music yeah see i've just been going through listening only to the music that's made for this game like i don't use the portable walking music player at all because as you're walking around in the world or in the towns there's different musics that pop up and yeah i like the music i I saw somebody say the music's not a very strong point this game but i think it's got a really good soundtrack i like a lot of the music it's very reminiscent to 13 yeah, think? I think I agree. I think it's the same director, though. No, I think it's a different composer. You think so? Yeah. It's a woman, I think. I watched a concert where she was um, doing it. Well, let's check. Yeah. I was enjoy- I've was i been enjoying the music so far. No, I think it's really good. I can't pick any tunes out. Like, if you were to play some, I couldn't tell you. Oh, it's this one. Um, oh, yeah, this one is a this one's a woman for this one, Yoko Shimamura. I have a, yeah, but the, uh, the old tunes we know them because we've played the the old Final Fantasies to death. We're still quite new to this one. You've got to remember. Yeah, With I mean, I can, I can, I can, I can even what? I, 
sorry, you go ahead. Doesn't matter. I was gonna say, have you done any chocobo races or customization? Yes, I. Every one of my characters has different colored chocobo. I think that is awesome. That's cool. <laughs> Noctis has a red one. Ignis has a white one, I think. Prompto has a teal one. And Gladio has a green one. See, I gave Noctis a white one because it looked like the Chocobos from Final Fantasy Tactics in that opening cutscene. <laughs> and then everybody else has just a ridiculous rainbow-colored one. <laughs> when you guys um, are in combat, do you use weight mode? No, I use the active Oh. what's i didn't even know weight mode was so an option when Pause you're not the action kind yeah, of when you're not, when you're not the next move when no you're not, wait you get you get to wait and you can quickly you can target and check uh hp for your enemies um find out weaknesses warp, so you're basically uh, playing on easy points. tom no <laughs> did you select easy and wait mode no, it's normal with weight mode. Weight mode is is I've in my strategy guide. It was a recommended uh, thing if you were more used to the old Final Fantasies. I like the combat's too fast paced and enjoyable to put it on weight mode. No, but it's uh, just just try it. It's not exactly. It's hard to describe. It doesn't completely freeze the action. It it will freeze it for a frame, but then if you as soon as you touch a button, it happens again. It continues. Huh. Um. Yeah, it's worth a go because you you can you can get familiar with your surroundings when it does pause for a second, and just because for me, it, it is exciting. But there's sometimes so much going on, and when you're in a tight space in like a forest where you can't see anything, or the camera's a bit janky, it can be useful. So I want to talk about the magic for a minute because this took a while to f- get my head around the magic system. Oh yeah, I still I'm still trying to get my head around it. Magic in the Final Fantasy games has always been a staple of combat. You know, at the beginning it was you buy you buy a spell and then you can use it X amount of times or you can buy a spell and then it's tied to your MP or Final Fantasy 8 you can draw it. Mm-hmm. Um or it's just inherently part of your character's abilities. This one is different because <laughs> you have three four elements to pull from. Or is it only three? There's, uh, uh, there's only three. lightning, blizzard, and fire. Yeah, and then you have to actually craft every single spell that you use, and every spell you can only cast three times. Yeah, and I, however, so around the campfires there are draw points, or throughout the world there are draw points. You can fill it up to ninety nine lightning, fire, and blizzard, and then you can go into the elementy option, and you can combine whatever number of each of those spells that you want but whichever one has the most is going to be the primary element within that piece of magic so if you put 50 fire and 45 lightning it's going to be primarily a fire with lightning subset and then Mm -hmm. to make it even more complicated you can throw items into it yeah to give it like a healing factor or extra strength or two times the attack or because magic in this game is area of effect and it will damage you and your allies. Yeah. I mean, there is a storyline reason for the being a consumable item. If you look on the, it says on one of the loading screens, Noctus is the only one who can do the magic and he crafts it in a container so his companions can use it, apparently. But, um, I am going to hold my hands up and say I've barely used magic in this because I really don't like the system. I use oh, it wow. all the time. Really? I hardly all ever the time. use it. That's because it, I hate it. So sometimes if you stumble into a dungeon that is too high level, but you still want to get that Tomb of the King at the end, mm-hmm. uh, I did that with Quetzalcoatl. I was way too underleveled for it. 
but I had 99 of each spell. So I just crafted all of them into one massive spell and then threw on one of the most, uh, one, one of the highest items that I had available to give it like a five chain potency 260 or something. Walked in, cast it on Quetzalcoatl and it took out half of his life, cast Armager and went at it and he was dead. And he was like 13 levels higher than me. Wow. So you can really abuse the system if you want, but it's so cool. The magic is just awesome. It looks good, but I, I feel, why couldn't it have just been like a weapon where, so for example, he, yeah. it's like a stream of flame comes from his hand or something, and then it, after a while, a gauge goes down. I, that would be so much better. Yeah. Nah. Really I, I like would. this. I really I, like this, but I always like the goofy combat or the goofy magic mechanics in Final Fantasies, like Final Fantasy VIII. I the still maintain me, Eric, is you can magic all, system. The problem for me with this yeah. one is you can only craft three at a time, which is really annoying. And then you have to go and then into you your can menu only cast it. each one three times. Yeah, and then you have to go into your menu and equip another one. It's just, it's just annoying. Yeah, it would serious. be nice if it gave you the ability to save preferred magic crafting. Yeah. And then if you wanted to, you could just go into a menu and be like, boom, craft this. And if you have the required amount of each spell and item, it would just make it for you. Eric, have you seen any of the summons yet? Uh, I've only seen the one when Ramu comes down, but that's part of the story. No, they show up randomly. Never had one show up. They, um, unlike other games when you can actually select to summon them on, uh, what they call Archians in this one, or Archians, and uh, you can't actually decide when they show up. They decide when they want to show up, and there's different triggers, like, for example, Noctis having low health, or you're you're not winning very well or the fight taking a long time. And then randomly it'll like the screen will start going a bit darker and then a tune will play and then you hold L2 and then it summons them and they do this like ridiculously epic move and it just looks yeah. amazing. I've seen none of them other than the one time you did Ramu for that side quest. That's it. I've seen Leviathan, Ramu and Titan have all shown up to help me and the others haven't, but I, I think they might be storyline related. That battle with Titan was awesome. Oh, was so good. <laughs> have you gotten to that part yet, Tom? Tom. Hello. Hello. What did you say? Have you gotten to the part where you're fighting Titan yet? No. Oh, God. How, then. how far in is that? Chapter five-ish, four-ish, five-ish. Oh, okay. So I'm not that far yeah. away. Apologies. It's it's really good. Have you been to Lestalem yeah. yet? Yes. You're not too Dude, far. I thought Lestalem was cool until I got to Altitia. Uh -oh. Altitia is a visual spectacle. Like, when they're going into it, and it's all... It, it's kind of inspired by Venice, and it just looks incredible. Well, you go from being out on this, out on the ocean in this boat to this channel that still has water that's going out to this floating city on top of this waterfall mountain. It's just the coolest city. And when you get there, it actually feels like a living, breathing city. Uh, that's, a, hmm. that's a shame that you never get to see insomnia, because imagine how cool that would be. Oh, yeah. Because insomnia is locked out here from the start because uh, that's where everything goes down in Kingsglaive so who knows with the DLC there is a yeah. season pass for this game yeah apparently online co-op is included in the last uh -huh. one huh. so um, but each DLC pack is going to be focused on a different character ooh I'll be alright with it there's kind of jarring points in the storyline where each of the characters kind of goes AWOL or does something else for a bit <laughs> 
So that's kind of... Oh, yeah, the Gladio one was so dumb. Yeah, and then I was like, he came back, and I was like, where have you been? And he didn't say it. (laughs) And I was like, huh? What was the point? Those are the disjointed parts of the story. Yeah. The other thing that threw me for a loop, because leading up to the release of this game, when they released the episode to Sky demo, everyone was wondering, who is Sid going to be? And everybody was convinced Sid was this girl. Oh, yeah. And you get into the game, and I was still convinced, like, yeah, that's Sid. And then she goes, suddenly her name is Cindy instead of Sydney. It was meant to be Sydney, wasn't it? I think in the demo it was Sydney. I'm sure she used to be called Sydney. And they were, everybody was talking about, I went back and looked online for articles about Final Fantasy's first female Sid, and there they were, and it's it's not her. It's her grandpa. Like an overalls. I don't like Sid, Cindy. I think she's annoying. How y'all doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they really over-sexualized her and yeah. just really in your face with that whole, I'm just a country bumpkin. I won't fix up your car. <laughs> hey, y'all, can't find these parts for myself. I'm going to send you out and get me to look at my tits. <laughs> what can I do you for? Hey, y'all. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Eric. It was, it's uh, definitely over-sexualized and also just just playing up this huge uh, yeah, country bumpkin style. She's a terrible character. character. Just not a very yeah. well-written character. Same, same like um, Aranea Highwind, she is kind of sexualized, but she's also a very strong character. So yeah. it kind yeah. of bounces well, there was There was an article I was reading about the women in Final Fantasy and how they're not portrayed properly and how the core game would have been better served had there been a female in the core group of, of four players. And mm-hmm. I think that's absurd because that would be injecting a female into the game simply for the fact of having a female when the entire core concept of this game was a road trip between four male friends and how four yeah. guys interact with each other because putting a girl in there would fundamentally change the interactions oh yeah without a doubt it wouldn't be as like messing about and stuff would it yeah i mean you do just get a different vibe and it's just the way life is and uh but on terms of a character being totally undeveloped luna freya my god she is in the movie she's awesome yeah, but in this, she just you just don't know anything about it. And the, as you go through the storyline, Eric, I want you to finish this so we can talk about it properly because uh, you just she's just so underdeveloped and you don't know like why she's an oracle or anything like that. It's not really ever touched upon. So, which is so disappointing because when I was watching the movie, I was thinking to myself, Luna Freya could easily become one of my favorite Final Fantasy females. Mm-hmm. It's a shame because she, her and Noctis have a really strong friendship, which has gone through all their lives, but it's only touched upon in certain ways briefly and not really established. Luna Freya has a brother as well called Ravis, who's basically he's there, but you don't know anything about the guy. And that's basically it. And that's what the, the patches will address, like his motivations for doing what he does, because he's joined the Empire because where they're from in Tenebrae, 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 I'm not sure. Tenebrae. Yeah, and uh, where they're from there is being ruled over by the Empire. So they're kind of subjects of the Empire, but then he actually joins them and his motivations just aren't explained. 
kind of like Aranea though, because she's talking about wanting to leave the army. Yeah. But we won't spoil any of that for Tom. Like you ruined the end of Final Fantasy X for him. Oh yeah. Well, he's not going to play <laughs> that now, is he? So. <laughs> no. I will tell you though that having played this really makes me want to go back and play some old Final Fantasies again. Like this, yeah. this game has just reignited my love for the series. I've always been a colossal fan of the series, but this has really brought me back into. Mm. I want to go back in and dig through more of these games again. Well, I'm I, excited I, to see how they're going to move forward from this because this seems feels like a good blueprint for how a Final Fantasy could be going forward. As long as they don't continue doing the MMOs, I played a lot of Final Fantasy yeah. 14, but we need a solid final fantasy experience and i think this delivered it because there was a lot riding on this game the franchise was essentially riding on the success of this game oh yeah without a doubt and um mm-hmm. what would you think if they used a similar kind of style for final fantasy 7 remake Ooh. with not necessarily the same combat but with the world map being open I think it would be great as long as they don't put in a car mechanic where you have to drive everywhere. Could be Cloud's G-Bike. Or the buggy that you get from... Oh, the Highland. I think it would be really cool if if they made it a big open world, but not as massive and sprawling. So when you go from... Midgar to what's that first town that you go calm. into called calm, calm calm and then from there you go to the chocobo farm and just you can walk between these but it's it's an expansive world and you're down in third person behind them but it doesn't take you as long to walk as if you were to walk between the cities in final fantasy 15 that takes forever yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean from what i've seen from the footage they've released so far they've kind of got similar mechanics going on like can you remember from the psx trailer where cloud was ducking under things and like crawling through gaps and you have like to that. know they're using the same engine oh yeah apparently they're not no so i don't know but I just, that probably won't take the light idea for about four years so the only thing that worries me with that is it's been it's not it's been developed by um cyber connect um who've never yeah but under the tutelage of square enix is it not? Yeah, but the I, director of been, it was the guy who was in charge of XV, and they're being left alone to get on with it, apparently. Because I remember reading about because when they were going through their hiring process for this, and they were purposely telling people, maybe I could be thinking of a different company. Maybe just, this was for. Yeah, I, I just felt, I felt like they had to put all their best guys behind the success of 15 and of course kingdom hearts three. And I think they might be, uh, re-releasing like, as well. All the kingdom hearts games for PS4. I you know, feel like this is why they haven't mentioned, um, final fantasy seven remake of PSX this year. Cause 15 just come out, you see. Yeah. So, but apparently next year is the 30th anniversary, 30th, 25th anniversary of final fantasy. I can't remember which oh, and yeah. apparent rumor has it. There is going to be maybe final fantasy seven remake, and also a Final Fantasy collection, which would put together one to ten on one disc for PS4. Whew. Oh man, that would be <laughs> so cool. That's thousands of hours of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. yeah next year would be the thirtieth. Um, I mean, they've got to have something planned for the thirtieth, right? Out twelve, aren't they? A remaster of twelve yes. for PS4. Um, I can't wait for that. Which would be great because I've never played twelve. So. I have. It's good. Hmm. So based on Final Fantasy as a whole, we all kind of go through 
these games and and pick out our favorite moments from every Final Fantasy. You talk to people about six and the opera scene might be their favorite or when Kefka poisons everybody. Um, what do you think from what you've played so far of 15? What what do you think might stand out as some of those really important memories that you kind of associate with 15 five years down the road? I would say either the summons or the dungeons and maybe Altisha because that just, ride into Altitia for me already is solidified as this yeah. is a key point of this game. It's so cool. It is oh, really wow. good. See, I'm looking forward to that because I haven't had any huge wow moments just yet, but um, I have done obviously the first dungeon. And once I kind of got into the thick of that, I was you know, really enjoying it, enjoying the experience. Of I just think you guys will have a lot it. of love for some of the post game content as well. You know what? Yeah. At the end of the dungeons, there's always a really big boss. Yeah. And, um, have you guys played Dragon's Dogma? Yes. No, that, I've not. The dungeons feel very similar to Dragon's Dogma. I've played Dragon's Dogma like a million times and not got very far. What's it's Dragon's so hard. Dogma? Well, the fast travel system is garbage in that game. The fast travel system in Final Fantasy XV is garbage as well. It costs money. And you can't yeah. always use it. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. ways around it if it's a place you haven't been then you find a place really close that you have been fast travel to it and then do the 30 second drive up yeah oh yeah uh i think for me something that's going to stick out um are the camping scenes in general because that's where you really see a lot of the camaraderie between the guys you know they're sitting there playing cards um, the one that I just saw today for the first time, they were all just sitting there on their cell phones, not talking, just flipping through stuff, looking at their phone. They actually <laughs> play a game on their cell phones called um, King's Night, which they yeah. talk about quite a lot. I've you actually had Prompto that. one day ago. He went, uh, oh, this is just like being in an RPG. I was like, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's a nice I talk. think my favorite comment came from Noctis when, uh, they're going through the first dungeon where the flans pop up, and he goes, "Ugh, I hate mushy dessert." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just the conversation between the guys, and what really the first game I can think of that sparked that, or that I remember, was Rogue Galaxy. Oh God, but the repeated conversations. <laughs> I'm getting a lot yeah, of repeated conversations on this one as well. So, at the time, though, Dan, yeah, in 2005, it was it was a relatively new concept mm. and it was really cool for them to be talking about the story as you're continuing through the game and it's not just this static plot dump i i had something very random happen with noctis when he, i was in a section where he was by by himself I was jumping across some platforms and every time i would jump across one it would say like mm, cake and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> like, it you, makes no sense have <laughs> you guys done much fishing Oh, nah. I love the fishing. I quite like the fishing, man. It's one of those mini games that for some reason it's got me hooked. No pun intended. I like it. I just... <laughs> I like... My favorite part of the fishing is the fact that he summons the fishing rod. I know. It's, it's cool. so cool. It's so cool. So that was a question that I had for you, Dan. Mm -hmm. In the movie, the King's Glaive loses their ability to teleport because the crystal fell, correct? No, because the king died. Okay, so here's my question. This game takes place after the king died. How is Noctis still able to teleport? Because he is now the king, and so he has the power. But isn't his power tied to the crystal? Yes. And the, the crystal fell. The crystal no, the crystal still exists. Niflheim takes it. 
the royal bloodline always has access to that power. Got it. That's the piece I missed. And I, I think Gladio and Ignis and Promptor take that power like the King's Glaive do from Noctis. Hmm. I think. But um, it's hard hmm. to follow. I, I and just, I wonder what the difference between the King's Glaive and the King's Guard is. Yeah, because... Is the King's Guard specifically there to, as the name suggests, guard the king, and then the King's Glaive is like his Black Op, op secret agents? I don't know, because I, th- I think Gladio is his bodyguard. Like, there's a lot of backstory of the characters which isn't established, but if you look into it, it's there. Uh, Prompto is... He kind of met, him at high, is- met him at high school. That's elaborated on in a scene, actually, which is randomly on a when you go to a motel. Right. Well, uh, they were friends first, and then Prompto was his bodyguard, and that's why Prompto's a little different. Mm-hmm. And he, He's not quite that formal ignis is actually his butler <laughs> what ignis, you know, and why ignis cooks is because he's actually trying to replicate a meal which noctus had when he was a child which he he loved and he's never been able to do it yet and that's what he's striving towards and because nobody else can be bothered to do it yes <laughs> there's actually a section where um gladio's sister goes um kind of you don't know how the cooking, Nicky? And he goes, yeah. And then they go, I do cooking sometimes. They go, when? <laughs> they go, yeah, never. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. I am, I'm enjoying the, uh, like, the boss design and stuff. Like, the bosses are absolutely massive and so oh, well detailed. Fight Titan. I know, I know. But the, you know the bit when you're kind of sneaking around this huge bird, like, quite yes. early on in the game? Like I, I remember that, that thing. I remember that moment being pretty like, whoa, shit. Like, it just the scope of the game was massive at the time. I think it was that thing. It was similar. It was a giant yeah. bird anyway. It was cool. And then I fought the um, the behemoth when you have to, like, creep behind him and follow him into his den, into his lair. Yep, that was from the Disguy demo. Yeah. Oh, right. Moment. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I played, it was very similar, actually, Eric. They didn't change a lot, apart from um, the fire canisters on the floor when you can hurt them. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah, and um, I tell you, one of the enemies I've found is in one of the dungeons. It's called you can you know the enemy called Hector Eyes, which has been on the other ones. No, it's basically mm. a big mound of flesh with loads of eyes on it, and uh, okay. they kind of spin round in a circle and they shoot like um, beams of lasers round. But the visual effects are incredible; it just looks so good. Well, I haven't seen those yet. No, you won't. Nice. It's only in one dungeon I've found so far. Because there's um, there's actually quite a few dungeons around the map if you look. But uh, honestly, but, uh, the, a lot of them are like level 55, 45. So <laughs> I, I can uh, I can prop the door open with the strategy guide for this game. It's like 350 pages. For oh, yeah, to... it's it's so but it's not as big as the Bloodborne guide, oddly. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. The, the Bloodborne guide has at least 50 pages on it. I had to give up. With, I got the, the DLC for Bloodborne. I just can't beat the last boss. It's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> wow Bloodborne was even harder than Dark Souls for me so based on what you've played so far Dan where do you think this one falls in the pantheon of Final Fantasy games I I don't know because it's a very different experience it's, it's, it's a more modern Final Fantasy and for me I feel it still harkens back to the core of Final Fantasy not necessarily from a storyline standpoint but with these big sprawling worlds memorable characters 
all that kind of stuff. I would give it, See, a, that's give it a hearty recommendation because I've loved it so far. That's what captivated people about the original Final Fantasy was not only do I have this huge sprawling world, I have this really deep, complex, engaging story mm-hmm. all wrapped into one game. And this game really capitalizes on the exploration of the world, yeah. not so much the story of it. And that's that's the only place I can ding this game right now is the story is just not very engaging. The people in the story are awesome, but the story that they're trying to tell just isn't cohesive enough to really make me care. Yeah, I yeah. feel like it's so such a complicated concept. It needed more exposition to it, kind uh, of. What I would think would be a really good touch is if they had the like radio broadcast just come on in the regalia as you're driving around. Yeah. Or if you um, had the ability to tune into them. Yeah, but just like he, he, your phone could go and then you would listen to it as you go or something, you know? Even in the strategy guide, it keeps constantly recommending you to go off the beaten path and find new ways of uncovering new elements of the story. Um, but to be honest, they're just small little tidbits here and there that don't don't add enough to really flesh well, it out. The, the best ones I've found come from when you camp at certain locations. Okay. Like when you camp at this site overlooking Hammerhead, you wake up in the morning and you go for a photo shoot with Prompto. And basically all he wants to do is go take long distance pictures of Cindy. And then she <laughs> just shows up behind you and Prompto's trying to talk to her and, and he's looking at Noctis for advice and I just gave him terrible advice things to say and he just stumbled over his words and made himself look like an idiot. I haven't seen that one. I've, there's another one near um, where the episode, where the Disky area is, where you go and photograph the creatures in the lake. Mm-hmm. You have to wait until they get really close to Noctis oh, wow. and uh, then snap the photo. It's really good. There's another one where Gladio challenges you to go and capture a really big fish Things like that. I haven't had an Ignis one yet. No, I haven't had any you either. You have to stay in certain areas, I think. So that's why. So yeah. do you guys feel like it still has the the true heart of a Final Fantasy game? Like, Without a doubt, or... I think the intentions are all there. Yeah. Like it still the, neat has the, li- the neat little touches, the chocobos are still there, the moogles are in there to an extent. I mean you have- I love how excited Prompto gets over Chocobos because yeah. I think everybody at, at, at their core loves Chocobos to the point where then they find them for the first time in a new Final Fantasy game. They just get really giddy. And when you make it to that Chocobo farm and he jumps out and he's like, Chocobos and he starts <laughs> running up and he's yeah. hugging them. It's so cool. It's so true. Um, every now and again, he's like, I want to ride my Chocobo all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good. Did you guys, um, did you know that Chocobos can swim in this one? I did not. Yeah. You know, the area around where you go with Araneer in to the ruins, Eric, you can actually mm-hmm. use your Chocobo to go swimming around there. Wow. And I didn't know this. And then it slows down the Chocobo tune when you're swimming. It's kind of, <laughs> I was like, that's such a nice little, neat little touch. That's really cool. I haven't done any chocobo races yet. You should just get the chocobo with you all the time because it's very handy for getting around the world, particularly as it levels up. Oh, got it. So when you get out of your car, if you have to run somewhere, just hop on your chocobo and go. Yeah, I always because you yeah basically on choc- chocobos on this one, you have to rent them for a certain amount of days. So I always do seven days, mm. and then you can um, you have to use the whistle to um, call them up. And then you can, as you use them more and more, they level up. Mine's level eight now, I think, and he's getting quite fast. Oh, nice. 
Sweet. There's no chocobo breeding or anything, is there? No, no. Mm. It's, worth, it's worth doing the side quests for the uh, Wiz Chocobo post, though. There's a nice little thing at the end of that one. The side quests are interesting in that some of them start off really bad and then end really strong. There's a lot of like th- there's a few, there's a few fetch quests before you get to the real meat. Yeah. The dungeon yeah, ones, like the, the dungeons are the best. Dungeon design is very good in this game. I yeah. mean, dungeons and the hunts are always good. Have you found one of the doors in the dungeon yet? One of the doors. Have you never found one of the big circular doors that are locked? Mm, doesn't ring a bell. Really? You should have found it in the. Have you been to the snow caverns? Mm, yeah. You should have found one in there. If you go a bit further in without leaving, there's um, a locked door in the go. Um, how do we get through here? And then we go, one to look at later, maybe. And I still, after the post game, don't know what that is in them doors. Oh, yeah, I did find that because I didn't know how to open it. Yeah, and I was like, I'm looking forward to coming back here later. And I still don't know how to do it. So <laughs> I'm just trying to get through the story. This so is, that I can just enjoy the post-game stuff. Well, that's what, what I did, but you accused me of rushing it. So <laughs> it's just because I wanted to make fun of you. I know, but uh, that's why mm. that's why I did it. I wanted to get to the finding the secrets of the world. Which well, is plus in looking at the strategy guide on the maps, there are little green circles that are items that only appear after you beat the story. Oh, really? And they're really oh. strong weapons and stuff. You also there's a smithy who unlocks at the end who has his own side quests. Huh. powerful weapons unique monsters and all that I found uh, I haven't found myself switching gear too much what weapons are you using uh, oh. the I don't know the name of it but it's one of the king's tomb weapons I never use those because they drain HP yeah me neither I haven't had an issue with it because they're like 680 attack so powerful <laughs> oh yeah I use uh, I have sword on my up thing and then i have left is what do i have a big great sword right is a spear and then i use my down one for a special move or something see i found no point in having multiple weapons because it's not like that weapon does anything special for certain enemies it's just find the one that has the highest attack no it isn't certain enemies are weak to different types of weapons yeah i just take the one with the most attack and hammer away (laughs) (laughs) if you unlock ignis's analyze move you would know this I have his, but I use um, regroup. No, it analyzes an automatic move. It's not a technique. Oh, I know. Yeah. So yeah, but it's a, it, there's a lot of depth to the battle system. It it is one of my favorite battle systems so far in a Final Fantasy game, just because it's so fast paced, so unique. I feel like it's Advent Children in a game. Yeah, it's a bit like Crisis oh, with the Core. jumping and flying around. Yeah. And I I really like it. I, it might, not, it might not be for everyone because Final Fantasy purists go, it's not turn-based. But if you think about really, it hasn't been turn-based since about 10. And even 10 was starting to drift away from that with being able to swap characters in and out. Yeah, yeah I mean, Every Final Fantasy is different. 13 is... I loved 13's I... combat system. Oh yeah, 13.3 was great. I just well, yeah. lightning returns. I, the 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 combat so system bad. was great. They have a bad storyline as well, but <laughs> oh yeah, but the characters are better in fifteen. Yeah, 
Like I'd like yeah. how Noct- Noctus could quite easily be all emo and like really whiny and stuff, but even <laughs> he is a bit more sullen than the rest of them. But he still comes across as a really likable guy. I'd like it if you could put different clothes on him. The the DLC that I have or the pre order bonus was the King the Royal Raiment, and it mm. puts on like this really nice three piece breasted jacket. They do have. They so have he's not casual, running around in like his casual, grandma's knitting sweater. Have casual outfits. Yeah, they're still just kind of. They look like they belong in a metal band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's apparently their king's guard fatigues or something. So. What? No undershirt, roaring yeah. abs, and yeah. all black. <laughs> but Noctis, Noctis sometimes takes the piss out of Gladio for having his shirt open, which is quite funny. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Gladio, back to the the part where he kind of disappears. He comes back and he's all beat up and got scars all over him. Yeah. So God knows what happened to. Him. <laughs> that like, never gets resolved. <laughs> the bit where he comes back, I was like, "Yeah, that's Gladio straight away." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a hunter went in. Oh good, I'm going to reunite with Gladio. Awesome. <laughs> nice. He's like, "You sound familiar." Oh, no shit. <laughs> so overall, I've been very pleased with it. I think it's definitely been worth the wait. It's nothing short of a great game. There have been a lot of people that have been on the fence about buying it and uh i'm hoping that we can convince them to take the dive because as you load the game it says a final fantasy for fans and first timers yeah would you agree with that i I would i feel like it's approachable Mm -hmm. enough for somebody new to the series but it still has elements which people who love final fantasy will love because a modern gamer is used to something like the witcher open world lots of branching side quests tons to do a lot of choice whereas final fantasy purists want that deep combat system with a lot of uh throwback to original final fantasy games you know your moogles your chocobos your sid um your your from final fantasy 7 i saw that (laughs) ridiculously strong (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i just ran by him and went yeah no thanks eric, what, killed eric what's seven, the highest level enemy you've seen so far uh 54 99 i have seen yeah. <laughs> and i also saw some level 85 marlboros i haven't come across a marlboro yet it's a boss yeah so but there is just ones wandering the world later on i was like oh god <laughs> So with that being said, uh, I feel like we should talk about some previous Final Fantasy games and just like some of our favorite memories of Final Fantasy games as a whole. Uh, Dan, I think you put a comment out or a, a question out on the old face box for that. Yes. I'm not sure if we got too much response. Mm. Though. We did. Did we? Oh, yeah. So what's favorite moment, scene, or section from any Final Fantasy game and why? Uh, Christian Logothetis says, for me, I'd have to say the opening of Final Fantasy VIII. Very few games have immediately grabbed my attention the way that game did and continues to do. Uh, Never realized that in less than 30 seconds I could go from having no knowledge of a character to complete loathing and hatred. So he's talking about the fighting scene between Squall and... Liberai Fatali, of course. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite Final Fantasy tracks. I love that tune. That opening, that opening is really, really powerful. And then you just come to learn that it's all training. 
but it sets that stage of just this constant conflict. Two guys who really don't like each other. Yeah, Squall and Cypher. Yeah. But it sets up that whole like Cypher is going to be the bad guy in this game, but mm-hmm. technically at the beginning they're supposed to be working together. Oh yeah, when you go to Dollet. Well, plus when that game came out, that opening cutscene was one of the most gorgeous things. Final oh, Fantasy's God. or Square's always been top notch on their CG. I feel like they've done it again with this one in terms of character oh, animation. It's amazing. All of this is in engine, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think they took a few scenes from the movie, like towards the beginning. They patched mm. that in, actually. That's what they did when they were doing why it was delayed. They patched some of that in to try and give it even more context. So if that wasn't in, imagine how much it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> oh, back to the beginning of that before we go on to more memories. Um, when you first start the game, there's that really weird opening scene where the four guys are running into this big flaming fiery battle. Yep. And then it just cuts into the game. Yes. <laughs> Makes no sense, but apparently there was a Japanese audio drama as a prologue that was released that if you read through that script, it leads directly up into that and kind of lays a better groundwork for what the game is. Uh. No, if you play the game, you'll find out what that scene is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically like the start of Uncharted where it's later on. Yeah. But it doesn't give you that impression of this is later on. Really? I I can't even tell you how obvious it is. Mm. Did you not notice they look different? Well, yeah. Noctis has this weird stringy beard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chad Hager put the opening of Final Fantasy IV is my favorite. Amazing opening to that game. I believe that's with... I don't know. Cyr- if, I, I, the, the Baron Knight, the Knights. Yeah, the two Knights. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, what are their names? Is it, um, is it Cecil? Cecil, that's it. Yes, oh, I like that's a that. Great I like game. that. For, it's one I've, I haven't played much, but it's when Cecil turns from a Dark Knight into a White Knight about halfway through, and that's pretty yes. cool. I like that. It's a really good game. I've been playing through the PSP version of that, mm-hmm. and then apparently the After Years. But there's so well. Actual opening of Final Fantasy IV is similar to the opening of fifteen. They st- come, the Red Wings attack the city of Mysidia and steal the crystal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's a good throwback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Jorgensen puts so many Knights of the Round in Final Fantasy VII. It's oh, only then yeah. do you realize shit got real. I love that. Let me mm-hmm. tell you what. Just getting. Knights of the Round is an achievement in itself. You have to breed a black or a gold chocobo to run across the ocean and then over the mountain and into this huge dungeon. But it's so worth it. So worth it there. And then you got to sit through like a 30 second cutscene every time you cast them. It's not 30 seconds, it's about two minutes. (laughs) It is long, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it really two minutes? Yeah, it's very long. It's not as long as 30 seconds. Not as long as Sephiroth's supernova summon, though. My God. Oh, God. If he casts that, it's time to make a cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) Every time. Jeeves. James Getter, that moment you realize Kefka actually succeeded in destroying the world in Final Fantasy VI. He is actually bang on with this one, because that hit me like a ton of bricks. I couldn't believe that had happened. Yep. Uh, 
because up to then you just kind of think Kefka's this insane person that absolutely nobody's going to get behind, but then he succeeds in everything that he wants to do. Uh, uh, and the world after that is so different. It's, it's just so cool how it's, it completely changes the world. Yeah. I've only played through six once. Um, I played through the first quarter of it a bunch when I was a kid, but never got further than that because I fell victim to the getting sidetracked with other stuff. I have I, a favorite memory from six, and it is suplexing a train. <laughs> <laughs> I like the opera scene. That's a good one, too. Nice. Yeah. I I think one of my favorite scenes from uh, seven is when you're going through uh clouds past and about the story of sephiroth and yeah when he's like 16 and and uh you fight that dragon and sephiroth is just unbelievably powerful oh yeah i used to have an exploder cheat cartridge which would unlock sephiroth but you couldn't control (laughs) him and he would just keep spamming the same moves over and over again (laughs) and if you copied if you accidentally moved one of your characters in the list it would copy over sephiroth and then i had three sephiroths no control (laughs) amazing well yeah i think that's important too because it kind of develops that sense of awe that cloud has for sephiroth yeah and it's just wanting to become him yeah it's this great plot dump that's so big that they the what the barrett says shall we save halfway through (laughs) yes he goes (laughs) yes tell us more but perhaps we should save our game first people insert the memory card (laughs) <laughs> insert the memory nipples <laughs> yeah, yeah. Final, Fantasy, I think, Final Fantasy 7 I cannot pick a favorite moment because that is filled with memorable moments for me one of the best memories though is when you get out of Midgar for the first time and this huge world suddenly explodes Yeah, because up to that point yeah you had open worlds but they were just kind of big top down not really large mm-hmm. but this one just opened up to a whole new level mm-hmm. and when I played Seven for the first time, I had no idea that's what happened when you left Midgar. I thought I was near the end of the game. Oh, because it took like 12 hours to get there. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was the prologue. What do I do now? <laughs> Look at this map. Still boy. reeling from the G-bike section. Yeah. Oh, God. What a scene. That cut scene. Ah, oh, so cool. When they bust out of the Shinra headquarters. Yeah. yeah. But bef- I remember watching advertisements for that on TV going, this is it. Games will never look any better than this. <laughs> oh this I always remember him going up the stairs in Shinra building. Yes, that's a really good scene. A, you can miss that if you go in the elevators. Because you get the option <laughs> yeah. to go either bust in or go sneaky. Yep. Yeah. I remember showing my grandma that whenever that ad would come on TV. I'm like, Grandma, this is the game that I want. Come here, come here, Grandma, it's on, it's on. And then we'd run out there and watch it together. And she ended up getting me that game. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah. I just remember everything Final Fantasy VII, the, the cross-dressing. So oh, yeah. the favorite memory I have from Final Fantasy VIII, two of them, one is just because it's so stupid, is that the dance at the beginning when Rinoa goes up to Squall and goes, gee, you're the best looking guy here. And every time I saw that, I'm like, he's just got a disgusting pixelated face. <laughs> it's the best. He is the best. But then that dance scene looks. immediately after is really cool. But my favorite yeah. memory, uh, I still maintain that Squall and Rinoa is one of the best loves, love uh stories in a final fantasy game it's just that one sticks with me the most but mm-hmm. when they're up in the ragnarok and that 
eyes on you song comes on and just that whole scene is one of the most powerful in the game mm. yeah, yeah it's really cool yeah so I like um, I like the section of Final Fantasy where it's the Battle of the Gardens. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's really cool. And people yes. are actually dying. I actually really like Final Fantasy VIII's final boss is as well because they it's just a mm. chain of four different bosses with really good music and really good fights. Sure. The ending of Eight is really powerful too. I can barely remember it. Yeah, it's time travel shit. It is such a disjointed game that it's so hard to follow. Mm. It's a fantastic story if you can follow it. I love yeah. it. It's my favorite. I don't have a lot of really strong memories from Final Fantasy IX other than the stage story show. with Vivi and his grandpa. But then when oh, those yeah. black you get to Black Mage Village and they're at the there's a graveyard at the back. I don't remember the specifics surrounding it. Um, but where they're there, the, the black mages are there mourning over a grave or something. I don't remember everything they about don't, it. But that they piece. don't understand what's happening to people because they have no concept of death. Basically, yes. um, when they were designed by Kuja, they were designed to only work for a certain amount of time. Mm. So they they don't understand because they're becoming independent, becoming like real people. It's quite a powerful scene, actually. It is. Yeah, I totally forgotten about nine. I need to play it again. I've only that's played that's it next on my list after I'm done with fifteen. Is I have to go back to nine. I, my favorite bit of mm. nine is totally the end boss Necron, who comes from nowhere and has, it makes no sense. True. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the final section in nine, which is called Memoria, where it kind of has sections from the game but flips them on their head with different oh, bosses yeah. i also liked eight where you had to go through ultimecia castle and it locked out some of your abilities yes oh yeah there is not a whole lot from eight that i don't like eight is still my favorite final fantasy and it'll take a lot to unseat that mm-hmm. and gain all the gfs oh yeah what about ten well. um ten <laughs> my favorite memory from that the laughing scene <laughs> yes. Uh, the music from Besaid. I don't oh, know why, but that's one of my favorite Final Fantasy tunes. That's my favorite. That's my favorite from ten. Hundred percent. I like. Yep. I like uh, Jack's so theme for the players at the start. <laughs> Eric, are you talking about Besaid Island? <laughs> what, Tom? Are you talking about Besaid Island? That that tune, yeah. that really calming tune. Yeah. Yep. That's great. They fucked up then, in the reading. And Waka comes out and he's like, Wagwan, my brother! <laughs> Wagwan, my brother, want to play some water soccer! Oh, so annoying. <laughs> so many annoying characters. Waka's one game. of the worst Final Fantasy main characters. Waka, 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 oh, Waka. You go Waka, on, boys. I can't do it myself. Waka, Waka. <laughs> Love that chant bit in the. The dialogue is so disjointed in 10, it's actually quite irritating. Mainly because they can't. It is say... now, but when it first came out, it was phenomenal because it was the it was the first voice acted final fantasy so it annoys me to this day that yuna has tea towels on her arms <laughs> she's a butler <laughs> it's, like, what's it's she doing? annoying that because you can change your name as titus they can never refer to you as titus it's so pointless <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> but yeah i so totally agree it was at the time even in 10 2 they don't say his name yeah they're like is it him <laughs> it's him no it's not him no it's what's he called shinju, shinju i forget 
The only thing I remember about Ten Two is being embarrassed that I enjoyed it as much as I did. I enjoyed I it a lot. Ten Two is great. I like the bit. Everybody, I like the bit where they frolicked in the hot springs. That was good. With the high, pe- the dress the sphere system is so cool. I really like Ten Two. Uh, I have no favorite memories from Thirteen. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah, other than me getting to Grand Pulse when the game finally opens up after 40 hours of bitching about how linear it was and going, well, that was dumb, and then stopping. <laughs> I really like Grand Pulse. I, there's a lot to that. And then my favorite memory of Ten Two is getting annoyed at how stupidly complex the time travel storyline was. Ten two, I'm um, thirteen two. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, that was kind of, the most annoying thing for me with that one was the fact that the main ending was in DLC. Yeah, <laughs> that really pissed me off. Thirteen is just a colossal mar in the Final Fantasy pantheon. I just, I don't know what they were thinking with that game. Uh, somehow it got three games. I've never even looked at the other two. Yeah. The second and third ones are better. Really? The third one is great. Lightning Returns? Lightning Returns yeah. is really good. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't like it because of the clock mechanic, but I like that. I think it's pretty good. Did you finish mm-hmm. it, Eric? No. Oh, oh God, no. And so, I have it, two copies. I think I have two copies of it still sealed. I might even have three copies of that game. I don't know. It literally ends with you fighting God, and then the world gets rebuilt. Wow. See, Lightning would have been a great character had she not been so bitchy. She was just really... She didn't have any personality. And then you had Hope and... and, um, Vanille. No, it wasn't... Yeah, Vanille. Okay, yep. She was on... I was thinking Vanille was from 12. No, Vanille is 12. No, she's 13. Who's the the girl from 12? Vanilla. Pinello. And uh, what's she called? The bunny lass. Mm-hmm. Ran? She just seemed pissed off all yeah. the time. And Ash. Lightning. It was just such a... Like, in 15, we were talking about how it's a cohesive group of believable friends. 13 was not believable in the least. Uh, Lightning was this super emo, reclusive bitchy character and then you had snow who was the big football jock dude dating <laughs> Lightning's sister sarah who was clearly a cheerleader and oh, then yeah and you had was, hope who was just a little whiny brat who was the guy with the afro with a little bird in his head saz zaz yeah saz saz oh saz yeah. i liked saz he had a chocobo in his hair what more do you want oh the little chocobo that's it <laughs> the chocobos in 13 were weird they had big ears yeah, <laughs> like spaniels. <laughs> it's just strange. Uh favorite memory from twelve. Uh, the monster hunting side quests, without a doubt. Yes, always. So much, and then so anything with Balthier. Balthier is the best. Yeah, I quite liked him. Van's weird chest, which looks like he's far too skinny. Mm. I don't remember that. I don't make a habit of looking at I think it was meant to be muscles, chest. but it just looked odd. Van. I'm going to search van chest and see what comes up. Oh, yeah. Ooh. 
<laughs> See? Ugh. Looks like he's wearing a training bra. I have to say a 12 storyline made no sense as well. So, But 12 was like the the epitome of Final Fantasy stories, just purely political, really convoluted to the point of Final Fantasy Tactics, which, by the way, is incredible. Never played that one. That one you can easily dump 100 hours into it. Yeah, I've heard that's a very good one. I, I tried it on PSP, but I just couldn't get around the... I didn't enjoy the battle system because it, every battle took about 25 minutes. Oh, the, in the beginning, by the end, some of them are two hours. Oh, my oh God. God. Yeah. <laughs> there's but a, you there's can a unlock other Final it. Fantasy characters. Like, you can recruit Cloud and... Nice. Oh, really? You guys yeah. played World of Final Fantasy yet? I've asked for that for Crimbo. We tried oh, the nice. demo, didn't we? Yes. It's Final Fantasy Pokemon. Gotcha. You can put monsters oh. on your head. I think I'm going to get that on Vita. Yeah, me too. It's a good when it's price dropped. I can't imagine it'll be very expensive for very long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other Final Fantasy thoughts, gentlemen? Get it. Get it. Get all of them. <laughs> Go buy them all. Get both. Take out a loan. Buy <laughs> Should we see if we have any emails? Ideally. Uh, factory sealed at menatank.com or you can drop them to us on Facebook. We have another one from uh, my good friend Scott Girardi. God. <laughs> he writes, Good morning, afternoon, all at Manatank or Factory Sealed. First off, your show is still going strong, which is nice to see. I still listen every morning on my two-hour drive to Red Wing, Minnesota. Eric will know where that lays on the world map. Today, I listened to episode 95 and 96. Well, most of 96 anyways. It's playing as we speak. Touching back on 95, I believe, is when you guys talked about having a pre-made gun holster in your vehicle. I can't remember this. My truck has a great one. It doubles as a gun holster and a garbage can. Yamish, if you ever get Jeeves to move you over, you may have to change your mindset on guns. Uh, I'm sure Eric will help you out with that. You never know when you need a piece of freedom and have to share your freedom bullets with a poor sap that wanted to raid your retro video game collection. Uh, oh, before I forget, I'm on, uh, in episode 96 when Tom was impersonating a young schoolgirl in Eric's English class. Spot on, chap. Was impressive. Uh, also mark another tally for the sitter almost tried standing once and it was almost it almost felt like I was trying out my left hand for the first time in my life uh-huh. if you catch my drift and then he put a picture of a dick <laughs> excellent wow. as for a game I remember growing up playing uh, Contra it's been since my childhood since I played it but it was a gem if you guys covered this game at some point and if not do you plan on it you should it would be great to hear how it aged and how you and have you crap all over my childhood memories keep up the good work guys it's always a pleasure ps oh he attached a picture of his gun holster and it's very blurry i'll i'll send it to you but he says ps i borrowed dan's steady hand to take that pic <laughs> idiot uh, oh, yeah, well, i'm gonna I'll, I'll see if i can uh drop this to you in the the uh Das est email and Z's. We say some serious crap, don't we? I hadn't. I completely forgot about some of those things. I think ninety five was when I was in Australia because you did night crop. 
Oh, yeah. There, we I sent about... the picture for you to see where his gun is in his truck. We talked about firearms. Well, I think that's where that one guy got really pissed off at me for defending my my thoughts on if somebody broke into my house. Yeah, let's not go down this path again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is an impressive gun holster, though. I mean, you can get that straight out of there. Yeah. Could you get a BFG it's... in it? I'm sure you could at some point. I think that's the only email we have. I wouldn't try and steal his car. Oh, no, certainly not. Certainly. Nice. Uh, if you want to send us an email, factorysealmagnetank.com or on our Facebook page, which we have actually made easier to remember than a random string of numbers. It's now facebook.com slash groups slash factory sealed podcast. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to make a habit out of starting to, to live stream these on Facebook. Yeah, it's fun. It is. It's good to hear it's good and if you're see. in our group you should get a notification when it goes live that way you can pop on it's in usually sundays but not always usually usually you guys have any uh plans for the week get through work for the next Just two weeks right with my thumbs and then go on holiday do you get two weeks off yes yeah Officially, Is that just like a national thing? Officially entered the wind down zone. Pretty much, if you have an office job, it'll just shut between Christmas and New Year. Ew. We have to take three days holiday, I think. Oh, we do as well. Yeah, so annoying. You know what we need to talk about? What's that? Our Christmas special in about two weeks. Oh yeah. Uh, we need your help. Last year was awesome. It was a good, we, very good show last year. It was very good. We want to have you guys submit your favorite memories of Factory Sealed for the past year. Because Lord knows we talk about a lot of shit. <laughs> Half of which we don't even remember shortly after the show is over. Um, as is referenced by a recent quote that Ryan Reynolds posted of mine, quote, there's a wide variety of nipples. I don't remember saying that. I don't remember what it was in reference to, but clearly it stuck with Ryan. I don't remember that either. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we need you to submit your favorite memories. You can do it via an email. You can put your comment on our Facebook post that's pinned to the top. Or if you want, you can record something and send it to us. We will insert it into the show. Using magic powers. Using magic powers. Power technology. And have a good Christmas show. I love that the Christmas show. I've been thinking back on some of our favorite memories of this year, and it's wild. We should also do our um, favorite games <laughs> of 2015, 2016 as well, sorry. Oh, yeah. The uh, Eric's finest electronic merriments of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Have to get an article out there. We'll do our once a year article. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We could wrangle Jess to do one, which is unlikely. The second article. She did one last year. She had a picture of Rob Ford for the title. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. We will be doing that. Christmas actually falls on a Sunday, so I don't think we're going to try to record on that day. No, we're not. <laughs> um, we'll probably be recording 
few days before, maybe a couple days after, like the 26th or 27th. Um, but guys. It won't be the 26th because that's my best, yeah. Guys. Hello. What are we playing for next week? I don't know. Now that we've all had enough time to Final digest Final Fantasy. Hmm. Let's look at the schedule. What do we have in the schedule? Are we going to play that? Um, is it called Maniac Mansion? Oh yeah, for the NES. Yeah, let's do Maniac Mansion for next week. Okay, that's short. Cool. Tis short because then we can still play Final Fantasy and not feel too bad. Um, Good. Excellent. If you have any other suggestions for games you want us to play, please let us know because our our, uh, our our schedule's running thin. Because we Send haven't done away. it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oops. Good lord, we've done almost forty-one episodes this year. That's not bad going. No, not at all. Just, uh, it, Daniel just has been on one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, she'll make it to the Christmas. She's show. coming. Oh, I'm going to kill her. Yeah. Uh, Daniel. Hello. Can we still find you on Twitter or have you abandoned that? I'm still on Twitter. I don't use it very much, but Frosted Sloth, if you want to follow me on Twitter. Thomas, are you still using Twitter? I enjoy Twitter, so you can find me at Hyperjelly. Oh, good. You can find me at Honest Pizza, but we prefer if you communicate with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash group slash factory sealed podcast. Yes. Get your weekly fix of stupid. And share some pictures. Jess put out a video, a live streaming video of do you stand or sit to wipe? And the sitters resoundingly won. So it sounds like she put out a video of herself demonstrating it. I mean, I don't know if she didn't. <laughs> and let us know what not. you think of the show on iTunes. She needs to be careful oh, yeah. with that. Dan, did we got do we got any new reviews? We have a couple. Do we? I don't think we've read them out. Do you have them ready? Get in there. Calm down. Calm thine tits. Uh, Riga64 said you asked for it. So I assume you've listened to the show when we asked for reviews. I've been listening to these guys since day one. And I can tell you this is as much about their lives as it is about games. They're a great bunch of people. Don't come for information. Come for entertain. <laughs> Don't come for information. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Five stars. And we have another one by Neo Solid 22 brackets Chad, which I assume is Chad Hager. He says, fun and hilarious, thought provoking, insightful, sentimental, a deep study of gaming. That is not this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I want that, I have yeah. plenty of other places to go. What is this podcast? It is a group of four friends who get together to have fun and discuss gaming topics of one retro game per week. Do they always stick to gaming? No. But their topics are always fun to listen to and their segues are flawless. Thanks to Eric. Segway! The team of Eric, Jockbuns Dan, Smooth Area Tom, and I may have played that game, Jess, bring, <laughs> bring a friendly and fun mood to every episode. Their chemistry is amazing and you really feel like you are right there with them every time, which for me is a big part of the appeal. They are also very interactive with the community, adding to the listening experience as you can truly feel a part of their community and that they care for their audience. Oh, that's nice. Aw, ditto. They are all truly interesting to listen to and have good taste in games, except Dan, who dislikes Link to the Past. <laughs> <laughs> 
get wrecked. The podcast is not all gaming talk all the time, but doesn't have to be, is they bring a lot of laughs to any topic, and don't worry about the inside jokes, you will be laughing at them in no time. If you're looking for a fun and funny gaming-related podcast, check it. You will not be disappointed. Nice. That's nice. that's very nice. Thanks, Thank you, Chad. And you now have 120 episodes to get through at an average two hours apiece. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scott started at 45 about a month and a half ago and is just now getting up to 100 oh, or so. So what I started on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one final thing. I think over Christmas break, I'm going to start designing shirts for the show nice so we need to find out what types of shirts people want listen back to the previous episode to find out what we think we should have shirts of (laughs) didn't realize we're being serious (laughs) oh yeah dude we have to have the caramel cran and jock buns and dr smooth area (laughs) (laughs) totally it might just be a horribly drawn picture but we'll have it Stick figures. Good lord. One, one with a shiny beam coming out of his crotch. <laughs> so that will be hopefully coming soonishly. Um, if you want to f- support what we're doing, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash factory sealed. Cool rewards on there. All the good stuff. Guys, that's going to do it for this week. We'll see you all next week with some Maniac Mansion.